Hello, my name is Jason and welcome to DesignCast. It's a podcast where I interview a wide range of guests and ask the question, how do you design education? Why is this important? Students all learn differently and need varied teaching methods to be successful. It is more important now than ever to accommodate and personalize education for all students as much as possible. I use my 25 years of experience as an educator to ask questions and to learn about the exciting things people are doing to provide for all students and their unique perspectives. Each episode, I chat with guests from all over the world, from classroom teachers, authors, consultants, and beyond. We chat around a range of topics that we feel are important right now. Will you join me in this journey to learn and grow together? If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to check it out. If you like this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, and download from your preferred podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by new listeners. Also, please use the hashtag DesignCast when discussing your thoughts and feedback on your favorite social media platform to connect with me. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. So let's get on with the episode. On this episode of DesignCast, I had the distinct pleasure of chatting with my longtime friend, Sarah Candela. Sarah is leading community development at Focusable. She is an educator by trade and an edtech community champion by passion. You will not be disappointed with our discussion and our constant shenanigans. Please comment with your favorite part of the show by tagging us both and using the hashtags in the episode. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Sarah Candela. Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast, and I'm just absolutely so excited to have Sarah Condella with me. Sarah, how are you? I am amazing because I get to talk to you tonight, Jason. Oh, Sarah, you're too kind. Uh, just, it's so much fun to have you on. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. Of course, we both have just absolute rock star lifestyles, you know, oh, yeah. without the money or for or fame. But it's always good to. To catch up with you. I can't wait to just chat with you. And so, Sarah, can you just tell everyone kind of who you are and what you're doing at the moment? Who am I? What an existential <laughs> it's question. A, it's a really deep question. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you <laughs> off with the first my, question. Let me get my journal out and read to you from my diary. I'm Sarah, and uh, I am currently the community manager for Focusable. I'm a previous 14 plus year educator in New York State, and then I trekked across the country to Los Angeles, where I kind of started dabbling in podcasting. That's how I met Jason. The intersection between like audio and podcasting and where that met education. And even though I left the classroom, I thought I'm going to find a way to meet the new passions and skills I was pursuing with with what I loved doing in working with teachers and students in a new way. And about, it's almost five years now that I've been wow. out of the classroom. It only took maybe eight months or so, found my way into working with a student podcast app, which is probably how I met you through Synth. Yep. 
that's how we met. Now everything is evolved and, and Focusable is the tool that we're working on now. But building community, especially amongst educators, is a passion that's just grown in the last year since since working with people around this new tool. So it's really, I never really thought about it, but building community is something that I think teachers innately do and have like a skill for. And it and building community from the outside of that world now, building it with teachers and, and educators is like super fun and rewarding. And I just think it's it's a space that's going to keep growing. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, Sarah, for your lovely introduction and no journal needed. So I appreciate yeah, that. Sorry, it was four minutes <laughs> you long. Know, you were, no, that was totally cool. Uh, you know, this idea of building community, I think, has always been there, like you said. I think it, it's it, it's innate in our DNA as educators. But then I also think about even more so now, because there was a point in time over the past three years where everyone felt disconnected, even though we Uh were even more connected, uh, you know, electronically and digitally and whatever else. I think it's great that you have found your way to this particular kind of thing. What is it about building community that you like so much? I love and I I like that you're connecting it also to what we all experienced in the last few years of feeling like we were physically kind of torn apart from not just people, but institutions and groups that, you know, even activities that maybe things that you do and make a ritual out of, even especially if you're a kid, like, you know, going going to your soccer game on a Saturday, like something that you do every day. You don't even, you know, it's different. It's more than just being disconnected from people. It's being disconnected from those rituals that involve being out there. And so I do think that when it comes to building community, especially now when people are like, they want it both ways now, they want it, they know they can find all these virtual spaces, but that aching and and real appreciation for the time we do have with each other face to face or, or like those, like I said, those rituals or habits that we build throughout our week. I think it's important for people to know where they can find support for one another. And that connection is like, it's finding your identity. I mean, I felt it myself, like you get really, you know, all of that isolation, you get really used to like all the good things and the bad things about yourself. I think one cool layer to that, though, is that so much of of really what makes us like a whole person is all of the other parts that we can't access when we're just trying to do something alone. And I think I think support and we all know that teachers need support almost more than anybody and they almost are begging for it in their home communities where they often feel disconnected from what they need. And so when I take all those concepts of just community in general and apply them to educators, I think that it's such a unique opportunity to bring people together who have so much skill and passion that, you know, and just a desire to bring people together in a learning capacity, you know, in a support capacity that they, it just goes untapped because they don't have those resources everywhere. And so I think, you know, when you do start even virtually to begin with, like when you start to bring teachers together over something like right now, I'm bringing them together over mindfulness. Like what does mindfulness look like in your school building? How does it, how do you find it yourself and then bring it into into like help your students tap into it in the course of a day. So it's like bringing people together over something you know that they want, but they really can't access as one solo person. 
I know that I don't know if this answers your question, but no, I'm that, getting deep now. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> no, I love it. Let's let's keep going. I think that's great, and I completely agree. And I think too, it comes back to the the age old situation of time, and when do we have time, especially as educators, because we're being pulled in so many directions. There's all these projects, these passion projects. A lot of times that the t- educators want to do, but they're pulled in so many directions they don't ever have the time to do it. And I think some mm-hmm. of them were able to use the the COVID break, I guess you could call it, to be able to pursue yeah. some of those things. And so there's a lot of edu creative people out there who have really found some something a place to do these things. But I totally agree. I think that often the people who need to fill their bucket the most are the educators and and they're they're social by nature, right? Like, I mean, I, yeah. I appreciate the art of conversation and, and I wouldn't be, if I was in too introverted, I, w- I, I wouldn't be a teacher, right? It's, it's painful right. to do that because you're on performance every day. You're on stage every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting that, that we're all so social and then we were put in a situation where we couldn't really be that way. And so tell me about this work that you're doing with Focusable. What kinds of things are you, are you guys sort of looking into talking about mindfulness, talking about flow, that kind of thing. Yeah. So over the, it's pretty much exactly a year. Uh, it was a, wow. the week, like Christmas week last year where our little team really started to come together, like thinking, what can we do? Like the, we were just developing this product about like, how can we help first teachers as individuals and then whole classrooms and schools like become more self-aware of what it is that they need to perform at the highest level? Like, what do you need? You know, we, we were studying lots and lots of neuroscience stuff. That's where we started and thinking about like, what are the highest performing people do that set them apart from everybody like what is it and it all boiled down to I mean there's a lot of stuff but it all comes down to really being self-aware being focused and knowing it's not the idea of of being focused constantly but it's this idea of the highest performing people really at a basic level are just like everybody else but they can be taken off of the mark and then they know how to guide it back and so we were like you know what is it that keeps the average person at any age from from doing that and we know that social media makes us not just social media but all of our digital connectiveness that now became so much a part of our lives during the pandemic like all of this the screen awareness of how screens affect us all of these things we like to blame as being distractors from our attention and say like we say things like uh, we don't have the attention spans that we did 10 years ago or like kids today have less attention spans than when we were growing up and it's just stuff that's simply really not true the idea is that how do we bring awareness to this concept that we all do have the ability to become self-aware of what makes us anxious, stressed out when we've had too much of something that we're using for entertainment? And like, how do we shut it down and like restore, learn how to restore in a mindful way, like our nervous system at any point throughout the day that we need it so that we can have more control over our focus individually. And that means like not just work, but like when I sit down to read a book, like in my leisure time, I can, I'll only sit for 20 minutes when I'm, I'm a reader. Does that mean like I don't have an attention anymore? Like that can't be true. Like, you know, it's because I'm, I'm doing it to myself. I'm allowing myself to get pulled into 20 things when really we should, we should be practicing pulling our attention back to one thing at a time. And it 
trickles into everything we do, as you probably know, like it trickles into the attention you pay to your relationships, to a single conversation, to playing a game with your kids. Like it it trickles into everything that you need to think about in the present moment. The development of Focusable kind of was in tangent to like to me working on a community, building a community throughout this year of educators who were interested in this concept of what does it mean to be able to restore your energy or find some sort of way to regulate your nervous system, get yourself to like become aware of your attention and then eventually find flow in your learning, in your work, in anything that you want to pay attention to. And that only happens when you reach a level of enjoyment, which I think we've lost a lot of, like just the joy of doing stuff. Like we just want to get things done. And so like there's a lot of layers to this, but like, you know, it really does make you think about how, you know, how you pay attention to things in your own individual life. Because before you can approach that with a room full of kids and think about and teach them how to think about their individual attention you really and that's really the experience I've had over the last six months or so working with groups of educators like they really come back to you and say wow I thought I was actually pretty accomplished and like I have people (laughs) working on their PhD like using focusable to help them like come back to task and they're like wow like I have advanced degrees and I thought I was pretty focusable but I feel like I don't know how to pay attention to anything and it's because once you know and you start thinking about it everything that creeps into that mental space throughout the day and crowds your mind just becomes so apparent. And that's what we mean by self-awareness. And that's the first step is becoming aware of it. But then like actually saying that you care enough about this mental well-being to to do something about it. And I'm really interested in getting as many teachers as possible to just gather around and support each other in this. Right. That's a lot. Man. That's a mouthful. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> next, <laughs> next question. Next question. I'm going to yeah, sit my awesome. tea now. Yeah, it's, you know, and I've I've been <laughs> on this journey kind of with you, you know, throughout this process. And I want to be more with it, with you guys in, in this journey. More present. More present and more flowish, uh, and more in Ooh. the flow with you guys. And um, You heard it here first. I heard it here com. first. That's right. We made a new word for the Urban Dictionary. I love it. So, Hashtag uh, flowish. <laughs> flowish mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i want to be part of that I, I it's been great the communities you've been building are really fun to be part of and it does you i love that part about joy and mm-hmm. finding joy in what we do and you're right we just want to get things done and we think by getting things done it will bring us joy like it did in the past and i right. think a lot of people are finding that it's not right like that mm-hmm. it's just one more task right and then there's another task and there's another and i think in the last couple of years particularly, but I would say the last five or 10 years have really been about just being efficient and being, you know, practical and all the other things. Productive. And the joy yeah. and productive, right? And having, mm-hmm. but yet then you've got the gig economy going on where people are just bump, 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 now, 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 I want this now, I need this now. It's so strange. And I guess I think about that and I think, how is this going to affect our students, our children, moving forward, right? Are they going to find joy in the things that they do and fulfillment in the things that they do? So what do you think? We're thinking (laughs) about right now is like, 
Should we solve it right now, Jason? <laughs> Let's do it. I think we have about all four right. or five minutes. Let's do it. Mark it. Mark it. <laughs> that's all it takes. I heard that's all it takes, but that's no all one's focusable. No one's, all it takes, so there no you one's focused enough to spend those four minutes. But what we are thinking about now is like, I just a couple of days ago published our newest newsletter, which was the yep. only thing I was working on this holiday break was um, <laughs> just getting out this new edition, which I was excited about. But it was an exploration of just this idea that social media really has been like almost a almost like foretelling or, or like a warm up for what it is that we're going to have to try to not become so overwhelmed or overstimulated by as we're moving into the age of AI. Yes. Um, and yes. so you saw like it's only been a couple of weeks of, of everybody on the Internet being so I mean, it's hard not to use the word obsessed because it's like, I don't know anyone not talking about it, especially in education. That's most of who I follow. So that's who I see it coming from. You know, if you think about how we relate to not just, I mean, digital media in general and like having so many screens in our lives and how we react to social media as adults, even not even forget about the kids for a minute, but like as adults, like we're overwhelmed by like how it affects us, like what we see, like, and how much time we're spending doing things that don't, there's so many layers to it. And then like, we worry about, it just shows us things that make us more worried about what our kids are doing and make, make us overprotective and like all of that helicopter parenting stuff that kind of just came about in the digital age, right? Of like comparing ourselves to other people, but all of that overstimulate plus add on top of that, just information, just the overwhelming amount of information. And we haven't gotten over that. Like it's been how many years now since we've been on social media as like, it just gets worse and worse. And so the idea is like, if we can't focus, if we can't learn to take ourselves out of that and we can't learn to actually find joy in our individual and collective lives now like what are we going to do when when we enter into this next stage of artificial intelligence like it's just going to get worse and we see it already and so that's like what we're thinking about is like how you're going like not being able to regulate yourself you know it sounds simple people people don't i think it's hard to get it until you really start to to think about what that means, like to be able to regulate your own nervous system and realize, you know, that it's just stealing, stealing some of the things that we that that make us really collectively a, a whole community. Oh, man, we went deep. That's that's good. I mean, like we went into a, a that's place. It. I just got a tweet that we solved it. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. Was it, fo- what, what was the word? I already forgot it. Uh, the the fo- um, focus. Oh, it focus was a flowish. 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 Hashtag flowish. It's really <laughs> weird because no one can even hear us yet. We're not even I live. Know. But it's, well, the AIs can hear us. <laughs> you know, Sarah, you're so right, though, because I remember MySpace, right? Mm-hmm. I remember MySpace. I remember thinking, wow, this is just so interesting. I don't know how I'd ever use it, but it's interesting. And then not right. long after that, we're on the heels of Facebook and you had to have a university email to join. I don't know if you remember that yes, or not, but yes. you could only join 
through your university email address because they only wanted to connect people in your university to you. And then it kind of blew up from there. But, you know, I think these early days of, of AI and, and all of these things, there's so many ethical questions that we can talk about. There's so many other kinds of questions. I think, too, my, my sons ask me things like, why do I need to go to school? Everything is yeah. in, my, in my hand on my phone. All the information I need is right there. And I'm like, well, first off, you need to know how to use that information. <laughs> You know, you need, yeah. you know, and he gave me all the textbook answers of why he should be in school. But to be honest with you, he has a great question, right? Yeah. Like, why, why does he need to be in school? Because by the time my kids who were in middle school get to university and work, we don't know what AI and other things that we haven't even heard right. of yet are going to be doing, you yeah. know? <laughs> and our reaction is to think our reaction is often no matter what the technology, what the situation is, our reaction is is always like with every generation to think like, what are what are today's kids going to need in, in 20 years, 30 years, 40? And right. It really is at some point gets a little silly sounding because we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so know. like I think it's one of the best things we can do is you know, think about what it is that we, you know, like what I'm kind of comparing it to social media here, thinking about what we need to get and how we've kind of failed at getting through this challenge of like, you know, and, and really it's going to be more of the same. It's funny, but if you think about it in steps, like step one is kind of what you see a lot of people doing, doing now, like their, their reaction. There's a couple of reactions like, you know, shut it down, block it from schools. Like we don't want schools to have right. access to it. Um, get it away from not even just kids, but like we shouldn't be using it like it's just bad, uh, you know. And then the next step is like right. where a lot of educators are go in between these two steps. Step two is like thinking ahead to how do we apply it? Well, let's not fight it, it, right? Yeah. Let's not yeah. fight it. Let's apply it. Let's think about how maybe in like a year or two, we're going to have to use it or that it's going to work for us. And then like step three is like what happens after all of those applications for it become pervasive and kind of just, you know, they're just out there. Mainstream. And, yeah, yeah, they're absolutely. mainstream. Like this is the yeah. the drip, Part like of the a little workflow. drip of the That's mainstream, Right. right? And then the right. next step is overstimulation, like to wait until then when we've already now dealt with the overstimulation of yeah. social media. Like, yeah, it just seems like we're being given an opportunity to really start to check, check the way we react individually to to this now. I think that that's going to be super important. And it's a great week to be talking about that because I don't I don't know when this will act when people or if anyone will actually ever hear it. Um, but we are recording. I it. always publish my my, yes. my podcast. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> my, I have no lost episodes. <laughs> but we are recording this during the week between Christmas and New Year's, which is traditionally like this great like week of rest for so not just teachers but like the whole world kind of just like is a very much in in like a siesta yep. of some sort yeah. it's like the yeah, only yeah, time totally. that we really all collectively take a rest and when we do think about that you know coming off of just having three weeks of this explosion of like mainstream ai discussion and all of this right it's just like how do we i think we're really going to have to make a push for more of that otherwise our lives are going to just become 
just completely inundated with what the next thing is and how can we beat it and how can we we have to retain i think some sort of our own joy like how do you find joy in doing stuff if all we're thinking about is what machines are going to be able to be relied on for and i'm i'm not talking about it very eloquently now because it's it's a new thing i mean well it's it's a new thing it's messy no i totally get it it's it's we don't have any formalized language or discourse to go around this i mean seriously it's all supposition at the moment because we're not sure. And we don't know where it's actually been in use up to this point, too. I mean, it's been publicly out Mm -hmm. for um, almost a month, but I I think everyone's known it's been kind of working in the background, very Terminator style, you know, just kind of thinking about, you know, (laughs) what's going on. But Sarah, that's awesome, man. I mean, like we we've talked about some great stuff. I have an awesome question for you, and I hope that you're ready because I'm asking everyone this season the same question, and I want to hear what you Uh have to say because you always have such a unique take on life. But if you could travel back in time, what would you tell your younger self? Oh my goodness. Does it matter (laughs) how young I'm imagining? How young am I? It does not matter. And it doesn't matter what you talk about, but I'm just curious. I might tell her not to get a master's degree in Irish literature. (laughs) (laughs) I do. You have one and it's specifically like Irish, Irish, like drama. So it's like Irish, like plays from the early 1900s. Very specific. And that was a pivot from medieval literature. You know, that would have been (laughs) wild. (laughs) That's holy moly. I don't think it's really good advice. (laughs) I don't think it's really doing much um, for my career. No. Community management in the in educational. Yeah. Yeah. How's your Gaelic? (laughs) <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, Sarah, that's too funny. <laughs> so that's my, that's I awesome. bet you'll never have another answer like that. So that's no, my unique. I will. Well, Sarah, personal. most of the stuff we talk about never comes up on any any other episode that I have. It's too much fun. <laughs> I hope everyone's that's okay with the, um, with, with the amount of giggling that has Well, the giggling is, on is, is helpful. It's, we've, we've had a lot of joy, a lot of joy. We found a lot of fulfillment and joy mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, no. Imagine you just wanted to get this checked off your to-do list, but you yep. really weren't finding any joy in it. It really That's is right. true. It would have been very, very dry and boring, right? I know. So, well, Sarah, listen, this is awesome. I, I know it's late where you are, and I want to be cognizant of your time and respectful of your time. So thank you. Maybe we can do it again next year between Christmas and New Year and kind of see where all this it's madness leads us. It's already our new ritual, and it's 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 flowable. And uh, we are we are hashtag doing that flowish. See, I've got another one. See, if you hear this episode, that's that's the unique stamp of this particular episode of Designcast. Everybody, if you do listen to this, please um, respond to us right now with hashtag Designcast hashtag flowish hashtag flowish hashtag Gaelic literature. And theater. <laughs> you can't make That's this so up. Funny. This is a unique you th- fingerprint on this episode. This you cannot make this up. Sarah, thank you so much. Thanks I want to so wish much, you the Jason. best in the new year. And uh, we you will too. continue to talk behind the scenes about flow, flowable and all that kind of stuff. And it's focusable. I know it is. It's focusable. <laughs> you can see my focus is waning. But uh, it is. I listen, have happy new year. People. Happy new year to you <laughs> and to everybody and I listening. Hope we can, yeah, I know for real, man. It'll be hopefully a little, a little later than the new year. But I can't wait for our next interaction. It, I'm sure I will find joy in that. <laughs> okay? And I'll work on my Gaelic before then. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, that's the only way I talk to people <clears throat> in 2023. That's right. Thanks so much, Jason. Thanks, Sarah. It's so good to talk to you. You too. Bye.
I hope that you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. Again, I'm Jason. I am the creator and host and one-man band when it comes to this podcast. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. And please share it with your colleagues and friends and help me network with those folks who you think will benefit from listening to this podcast. If you own a company or you have connections where you would like to partner with me in this podcast, whether it be sponsorship or product reviews or any other possible services, please reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes and I cannot wait to hear from you. I only do this because I love talking to people and I love sharing my passion with all the listeners. So if you are interested in possibly being a future guest, please reach out and get in touch. I can't wait to hear from you. I really want to hear about how this podcast and its guests are helping you become better or to enrich your lives. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good to one another. Jason, congratulations on 100 episodes. I'm so privileged and grateful to be part of your series. Thanks for letting me on air to tell all the international teachers about the different ways that I help with stressful demands and improve well-being of international teachers around the world. Can't wait to listen to more episodes and hopefully we can chat soon. Jason, Craig, Ken, Pierre, congratulations on reaching episode 100 of the Design Cast podcast. I am super thrilled and over the moon to see the progress that you've made with this and the impact that you're having on educators all over the world. I tune in every week and I learn so much from you and the incredible people you have on this podcast. Keep it up. I look forward to seeing the next 100 episodes with you. Congratulations, my friend. Jason, congratulations on your 100th episode. 100 episodes of absolutely fantastic hints, tips, and teaching advice. Keep up the fantastic work. Jason, greetings from Qingdao. Congratulations on the 100 episodes, creating quality content, helping inspire, engage, and bring people together and good ideas together. So always looking forward to hearing new things from you. Hope you have another successful 100 more. Send some positive vibes and good things out into the universe. Thanks for all you do. Congratulations. So today, Bong. Hope all's going well. Great work to see you've hit the uh, the ton there for the design cast. Was there at the start for it. Really enjoyed the, the journey that you've gone on. Keep it up, mate. Great work. Happy days. Huge congratulations, Jason, on reaching 100 episodes. Thank you so much for supporting design as a subject and for highlighting and promoting so many wonderful educators for us to explore a bit more about. Looking forward to hearing your next episode. Keep it up. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.